1: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga.
2: My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence.
1: It's Al and Jerry's Post Game Podcast. Hey, what do you say? Friday podcast, not exactly a summer Friday, but we'll call it a winter-spring Friday down the Jersey Shore we head, which will be packed sooner rather than later. His name is Al Dukes. What's up? Man? Oh, we're getting ready
2: down here, Jerry. All the towns are selling out of their beach badges, their seasonal yeah, beach badges already. That's why, happening.
1: that's why I know the weather can be awful, but yeah. I really, I enjoy March and April just because of the anticipation of what's coming. You see the turnover, you have the sense that winter's ending, so... I'd be selling the beach badges too if I was in charge of that. Oh
2: yeah, Jerry. A lot of towns sold out already, and then some of the residents are like sold out. I didn't know they were on sale. They're like already gone in some of these beach towns.
1: Got to be on top of stuff.
2: Yeah. So uh, I know Bradley Beach still has some available. Not that you should come visit here. It's uh, please don't. uh, The less actually, I do like a lot of action here in the summer on the weekends. I like when there's like a lot going on. It's stuff to look at, people to judge. You know these sorts of things.
1: I totally agree
2: have a beer and judge people and watch them try to find parking.
1: <laughs> Which, it's got to be fun because it's such a mess. <laughs>
2: it's a, it's the most fun part because when I moved down here, you know, there were a lot of places I looked at that a lot of people just have street parking here. Right. So I needed to go somewhere that had a parking lot where I had an assigned spot. That was very important to me. If I couldn't get a garage and the garage was, they were way too expensive. Any, you know, homes with garages or condos with garages. Sure. So I was like, I lo- at least I have my own spot. Then when it's chaos here, I could still feel like mm, I'm rolling into my spot.
1: No question. Why y'all I mean, fight it's, over it. That is, it's priceless.
2: Yeah. Uh, our friend, Jim Rome, or who, you know, a colleague, I'll say our colleague, Jim Rome, He's starting a new
1: podcast. Okay.
2: And to me, it feels like a midlife crisis
1: podcast. Uh Uh-oh. What are we doing?
2: It's the... Now, Jim Rome has his radio show. Yes. Then he has an interview podcast on top of his radio show. Oh. Now, he's also going to have the Reinvention podcast, and he's going to talk to people about reinventing themselves and how we, as men and women, I guess probably middle-aged, can reinvent themselves. I'm All gonna right. give it. I'm gonna give it one episode as a listener, okay, and then I'll report back on it. But the reinvention Jim Rome podcast.
1: So he really has to hook you.
2: Yeah, he really has to hook me. Uh, but it did seem like something you might be interested in because it feels like it's going to be somewhat of these, you know, people saying positive things, and I know you like positive messages even though do. we 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 make fun of your uh kill yourself messages <laughs> yes but in in your real life you do like to hear uplifting
1: speakers love that stuff yes you love that stuff so I, that's what
2: i'm thinking we're going to get here and maybe i'll maybe we'll all learn something along the way so i'm going to check that out i think the first episode is out today
1: okay i um, don't know that i will check that out but i could. All right. when do you think it comes out
2: um, it was supposed to come out the 4th, f- which is yesterday, but I've when I looked for it yesterday after the show was not there yet.
1: Okay, cuz I have a flight today and tomorrow, Ooh. so I could I could use something new to listen to.
2: Okay, well, did, ha, you you mentioned on one of the shows today that you caught some of the Howard Stern Arsenio Hall um interview.
1: I did. About, about 40 minutes of it.
2: <laughs> 40 minutes? Jerry, sure, you're only about a third of the way through there. His
1: interviews are <laughs> so long. Good lord. I know.
2: I know, and I'm I am enjoying this one because I think Arsenio Hall had an in, had uh, an interesting career with that talk show, and he's a good talker, and I I do find him interesting.
1: Yeah, so do I. I think he's been great so far.
2: But again, like I was like what Howard, you know, back then I followed everything Howard said. So if Howard didn't like somebody, I didn't like somebody. Okay, I was a sheep. I was a sheep follower. Right, and he hated Arsenio Hall back then.
1: Well, that's funny because they talked about that. At least did you get to that part? Yeah. He's brought was, up a couple times. Yeah, it's interesting. So.
2: Yeah, so, so I, I think, too, like I didn't give that guy credit for what he was doing back then, as Howard didn't. You know, he, he did reach a different talk show audience than the Johnny Carsons and Letterman was reaching. Yeah. And was getting very big guests, but then he starts talking about the, you know, how competitive it gets, not just with guests, but when you if your audience expects you to have only certain guests on
1: yeah and he Hard wanted to, to have
2: out. yeah like he wanted to put dolly parton on you know he and, and he did put on like uh i think he said public enemy or nwa one of the uh, rap groups very mm-hmm. early on before anyone really knew who they were right yeah so it was just an interesting um it's an interesting discussion I'm, I like anybody that was was in the industry years ago that has a perspective on it now like a looking I, back on it now
1: and i gotta tell you he looks great
2: oh my gosh he looks terrific so does he eddie looks, murphy
1: yeah eddie murphy's almost 60 he looks like he's still 38 it really is incredible actually
2: and he's promoting the movie you're gonna watch uh, this this weekend coming to america too.
1: did i mention what he's did i do this on the podcast already talking about who he said he believed was the most influential african-american did i mention no, that to you, you so didn't. i saw him with was it kimmel no, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. It was either Fallon or Kimmel. This is, it was Samuel Fallon. Hall. this is Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Okay. And they were talking about a lot of different things. They were talking, you know, myth or truths and different parts about his career and stand-up. And, and then they got to, like, you know, real-life stuff. And Eddie Murphy mentioned to him that Muhammad Ali was the most important African-American of all time. To where I said, wow. I said, more so than Jackie... Ah, uh, Jackie Robinson, more so than Martin Luther. I was just surprised. Now, I'm not saying what Muhammad Ali did wasn't amazing. I'm not saying that at all, but I would have thought he would have been a few behind. I don't know. I was actually surprised by that one,
2: Muhammad Ali.
1: Yeah, just again, just because of just the two names off the bat that I say mm-hmm. that came before Muhammad Ali. Right? I don't know. I'm not. Whatever. It's, it was interesting to me. I think it starts with Jackie Robinson, but. You know, whatever. It was interesting.
2: Right. I guess different um names will pop up for different people. Yes. And, some of you'll, and sure. you'll go, Oh
1: right. I'm sure.
2: That I'm makes sure. sense now.
1: Yep. And I know no. I know Muhammad Ali did a lot of different things. I'm I'm aware, but I don't know. I was just surprised. That's all.
2: So many comedians, whether they're African American or white or any other ethnicity, so many of them cite Richard Pryor as a yes. stand up. And I've yeah. never gone back ever and watched a Richard Pryor stand-up, and Um, I feel like
1: I should. I don't think I have either, to be quite honest. I know Richard Pryor as the actor.
2: Right, me too.
1: I don't really know him as the comedian, and you're right, because that was in that conversation with Eddie Murphy that I'm talking about, they were discussing how he was the one guy that when, you know, if, if he could get Richard Pryor to laugh, he felt like his day was made. Right. So it was, I'm telling you, it was, for, he told a great story about Rodney Dangerfield. Um, just briefly, he, Eddie De, Murphy does this stand up, and Dangerfield is the headliner, and he's watching him because Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy is the big up and comer, and he's cursing left and right. And at the end, he gets off the stage, feels like he killed it. The audience is laughing, and Dangerfield tells him, Hey, nice set, but you got to drop all this foul language. You're better than that. And so Murphy was really felt dejected. After talking to Dangerfield, well, he continued doing what he was doing. Raw comes out or Delirious, whichever one came first, I forget. And now he's killing it. And the next time he sees Rodney Dangerfield, the first time after he saw him that night, was in a bathroom at a casino in Vegas. And Dangerfield looks over; they're both at the stall. He looks over. He goes, "I guess I was wrong." <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was the conversation. But
2: <laughs> well, what's funny is Dangerfield supposedly the guy who found Andrew Dice Clay.
1: And look at his language,
2: and put him on uh, TV first. Uh, yeah. The HBO young comedians, Rodney Dangerfield used to do. Who hmm. oh, no. knew? But so many comedians, like even from like the '90s and early 2000s, that I would hear on Opie and Anthony, like they all would cite Richard Pryor.
1: And it's interesting working there like you did that you still never went back and looked. I know. I don't, no, I don't know why.
2: Well, I'm going to. I might Google that. I might play some of that today.
1: You got something to do now on a Friday.
2: Well, I've got that Jim Rohn podcast as well, Jerry.
1: <laughs> wow, it's busy. Um, <laughs> I
2: have two uh, vagina-related stories to give you. Uh, one, a woman has designed consent-themed panties.
1: What does that mean? Were they they are pant- them
2: or something? No, no, they they they're panties with messages on them. They're they're cute panties. I just want to say that word a lot. And they have messages on them like did I say yes? And ask first. So I guess you, if you get down near there, you want to double check. These are consent panties with a message. All right? They were they were kind of uh, attractive panties. Did you buy some? I didn't buy any, but I I did uh, I did click the story to read the whole story. How much do they cost? That I didn't see.
1: Where do you buy them on It'sy uh, on, on or Etsy? <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> Etsy. Etsy. Would you call it Etsy? <laughs> I don't know. It'sy.
2: Love Etsy. I haven't made any Etsy purchases lately.
1: I know I got to make something.
2: Then I was uh, thinking about this. Well, oh, the other vagina story uh, was a fifty-five-year-old New Jersey woman. She's also selling a vagina-related item. This is a uh, face mask, face covering for the coronavirus, that is vagina-scented. And she sold 500 in the first 24 hours. Come on. She explained, now this is, I'm taking this directly from the article. She explained that a fine cloth is placed in the vagina for two hours and then glued inside the mask. What is going on in the world? (laughs) (laughs) And she says, soon, penis-scented.
1: What does that smell like? Mask
2: covers. Probably sweaty dudes. Uh, Okay. Right? Who wants that? Who wants this? I'm not uh, sure I want to. Alice?
1: I'm with you. What are we doing?
2: What are we doing here? And the woman sold 500 of them in one day. Imagine coming up with something goofy like, here's a a (laughs) penis-scented candle. And then it it sells out. You're like, oh, my gosh, I got to get more penis-scented candles.
1: We did. It was called Junk Bomb. (laughs)
2: Junk bomb, right?
1: That didn't go as well as we planned.
2: Well, we didn't have a production team ready to go. (laughs) Turns out,
1: no, we didn't.
2: Craig just had you bagging up with junk bombs and running them to the post office.
1: (laughs) Remember me, you, and Eddie? Yeah, that was so silly.
2: Yeah, just (laughs) heading over to the post office. (laughs) So those are two vagina-related stories. Uh, Then I was thinking about this. Who do you think the audience is for MTV these days?
1: I have no idea. Not me. I
2: I talk to people with teenagers. Oh, you have a teenage son.
1: Yeah, my son will be seventeen this year.
2: Gina's got a teenage son. Bobby has a teenage daughter. No one watches it.
1: Not that I know of.
2: I don't know even know what their audience like. MTV, VH1, Comedy Central. They used to be like dominant channels.
1: Yeah, sure. We've outgrown them. I feel like they
2: just, but but no one grew into them. Like, we outgrew them, and yeah. no new audience grew into them.
1: I would agree with that. I right? mean, is the is the Jersey Shore on MTV? It is. So maybe people are, sorry, uh, Sleepy, maybe people are watching that. I don't I know do think the rest people, of the channel.
2: Right, that's the thing. And even the people watching that are probably the older MTV generation that watched it when it was first on.
1: Sure. That makes sense. Like, Gio, I, I, I think,
2: watches it. I was watching it. I bailed on it. it got too boring. They like they weren't doing anything because have, they were all mature now.
1: Have you seen like TV Rag? Like, I don't even know where you get TV ratings no. from. No, but I,
2: I didn't even like something sneaky that they started doing on these channels. Again, now like so. well, first of all, like I know you can get now you can start buying packages of streaming, right? Okay. So like, para, This all started by thinking we we're giving away the Paramount Plus, which has yeah. MTV on it. And everything being on demand. Yeah. Now, uh, for some reason, we stood by when cable TV came out and we accepted commercials on channels, even though right. we were paying for it, which is crazy. Sure. But now with the streaming coming out, if you can pay a premium price to get no commercials, which okay. I like. Right, sure. But these channels like MTV, VH1, Comedy Central, they started putting like, they're just rerunning sitcoms and movies and they add so many commercials Comedy Central started doing this with The Office because I, I I saw it on, I was like oh I could watch this at night to fall asleep to The Office The Office which is 30 minutes long which in TV runs 22 20, minutes right, right? 21, yeah, about 22, 22 minutes so yeah and then eight minutes, 8 minutes of commercials they stretch them out now an additional 5 minutes so they Comedy Central runs The Office from say 10 to 10.35 to 11.10, and they add commercials to it Wow! in addition to the eight minutes of commercials.
1: Yeah, wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. How about that? And then I will say, though, the thing about the cable, if you go back, remember one thing, though. It wasn't incredibly expensive, A. B, it guaranteed you a crystal clear picture as opposed to the stupid antenna. And B, you had channels that were brand new that never existed before. So while- when you look back and say we stood for commercials, mm-hmm. think about all the added value you were getting that you otherwise didn't get on 2, That's four, five, seven, nine, 11, and 13.
2: Right. So right. we were getting right. sports 24 hours a day with ESPN. Right. I mean, so you're not,
1: you're not wrong about what you're saying, but I think if you took a time machine and went back, you would have been like, wow, this is awesome. Right, I wasn't like, what is going on here with commercials? We just kind of lived with commercials. It's what it was. Yeah. I think I take that dog out, dude.
2: I, I, just, I took her out before the end of the show because she had to do poop. Got it. I think she just gets bored. Oh, well, that could
1: be. Because she's,
2: she's sitting here from like 3.30 in the morning.
1: It's hard. Yeah, I know.
2: She's just like, let's roll. Let's go walk and smell some stuff.
1: Have you started to break it down to her that in about four weeks or so she's going to have a new routine?
2: I haven't uh, broken that down to her yet.
1: Will you have the conversation?
2: I will have the conversation because the dog communicator says that uh, she clearly understands me. So there you go. I will so break just tell it down her, sh-
1: with her. tell her to zip it. Then, if she understands you,
2: and I'll have to introduce uh, the the new dog walker to her because Gina can do it some days, and the new dog walker will have to do other days.
1: Did you get a female or a male dog walker? Female dog walker. Oh, nice. All right.
2: Th- th- this dog is not that interested in people in general, but certainly not like men. her. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Well, good for you. So then.
2: Uh, we'll give that a shot. I don't know how it's going to go. I hope she has. Uh, I met her. She has a very nice dog disposition.
1: Okay. Um. She's just waiting to get the call.
2: She's waiting for the phone call. Yeah. That's it. Because I reached out to her in November when I thought I was coming back.
1: Right. 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 And, and that here we are. Gone, yes. You have you have been able to milk another six months out of it. Somehow. God yeah. bless you.
2: Yeah. All right. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show.
1: Yes, I'm going to Minnesota. Let's hope I come home with a win on Saturday.
2: Minneapolis?
1: Yes. Flying? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're flying. (laughs) You have a good Uh, weekend.
2: Your game is when, Saturday? Noon tomorrow. Noon tomorrow. Okay, cool. Will you enjoy Minneapolis if you happen to run into Mr. Paul Westerberg, frontman for the replacements? I probably
1: will not, but I will tell you, they're sitting us courtside. Oh, that's we ha- cool. But we have to wear a mask the entire time. Wow. Even calling the game. That's going to be that? tough. Yeah, yeah that that's going to be weird. Just get a really thin mask. I have one, but it's not it's still not the same. All right, Jerry. So, we'll right, I'll
2: see say, you I'll say on hi to
0: Monday. Paul. Yes. Say hi to
1: Mr. Paul Westerberg.
0: Yep. So
1: Good morning, campers. Alan, Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. You know all still does not suck? That's called the Friday and the weekend. It is 5.03. We've gotten to the end of the week. What the hell do you say? His name is Eddie Scazzari. He's in New York City with myself, and down the Jersey Shore in Bradley Beach, the old man by the sea. Was that Hemingway? that wrote that book, The Old Man by the Sea? It's Eddie? The Old Man and the Sea. Whatever. I'm calling it The Old Man by the Sea. His name is Albert Stanley Dukes. Good morning, sir. How are you?
2: Good morning, Jerry. And uh, I, t- I want to take a moment to toot my own horn. You, although, just a moment? Although in front of you and Eddie, it makes no sense because uh, today I celebrate
1: 20 years at... Uh, I think that's company? great. Yeah. No, just because... I know, I don't no, care. No, no. Just because we're here longer doesn't mean it's still not a nice accomplishment. It's great. 20 years in New York City radio. Doesn't it feel like 20 minutes?
2: Uh, sometimes and sometimes longer. It is funny, though, when I was thinking about this and wanting to toot my own horn and then looking and seeing you've been here longer, Eddie's been here longer, what are the chances that right now on the radio, albeit at 5 o'clock in the morning, there'd yeah. be three gentlemen with over... 70 years
1: experience. That's right. On the same on show. On the radio. Yes. That's unbelievable. It's a long time.
2: Not on the same. Oh, like the three of us are right now on the same program. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Like, uh, I really like that's a uh, 20 years is a long scary, time. Yet, actually. When you look around WFAN. Yeah. There's a lot of people roaming around. Yes, there with are. With a lot of years.
1: Yes, there are.
2: Mark Chernoff's been here forever. Yes, he has been. Evan's been here a long time. Yes.
1: Not 20 years, but long. Bob Huesler, 14. long time. Bob Huesler. Bob Huesler started, I believe, My goodness. I think he started two years prior to me. 95, does that sound right, Eddie? 95, 96? Yes. He was just before I got here. So, yeah, a lot of guys. You know what? It's a good place to be. That's Steve still... Summers has been here forever. Well, that's even longer. Yeah.
2: I see he's, gotten,
1: uh, he's friends with uh, Seinfeld again.
2: Yes, I saw they made up via uh, uh, Neil Best in Newsday. They yeah. haven't communicated themselves, but Neil Best wrote an article. Jerry Seinfeld said all is good with him and Steve, and then he's going to call into Steve's show. He says uh, life, once baseball long season. friends, and this will happen. There'll be some falling outs uh, among lifelong friends. There and always are. They'll go right back in. You can't break the love of a sitcom star and a late night. Sports talk. Shows, oh no, you right? can. It no, doesn't no. just go away.
1: It did for a while. It, it for could. a little while, yeah, but could. you
2: couldn't keep them apart. I suppose not. So, but by the way, Ron and Fez, who I started with, Ron is still on the radio. He's still on satellite radio. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? No one does. People ask me. <laughs> <laughs> people ask me all the time. They'd be like, "Whatever happened to Opie and Anthony?" They'd be like, "They're on the radio. They still are." No, they're not. They've oh. broken up. Oh, Okay. But when it when they were
1: still you know kicking around
2: people yeah. would be like "Whatever happened to those guys i'm like they never went away they just switched uh, to satellite they but, switched you know. for-
1: there's only a couple that can switch formats like that and still matter
2: yeah and it's weird like when um, for satellite radio if you're not if you're a talk show host and you're not howard stern like no well, one he's knows one of you're them. over there right. right rarely do people know you're over there but uh fez quit the business uh, quite a while ago. But uh, Ron is still going strong. That's
1: really interesting to me. So you had a popular show like that. Yeah. You say quit the business. You yes. do what? And I do know. This is the I, question I he, to me and you always discuss.
2: Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't return my emails. Oh,
1: wow. You've fallen so, out of favor that quickly?
2: With Fez, yeah. Man. Fez. Well, Fez didn't like... They were doing some sort of anniversary show where they wanted me to come on their show and I was not able to come on their show based on the show I was... Uh, working on yeah, or does uh, and he, fez got mad
1: at me. Oh what a shame What is a fez? Like I don't know who he is.
2: Fez was a sidekick uh on Ron and Fez was a sidekick on the Ron and Ron show which was very popular in all of Florida. Okay. Fez is a hat. It's a fun hat. It's so
1: like, that's not his name then. That's just his that's character his ca- name?
2: That's his on-air character name. No, he has a real person's name. His okay. family did not name him Fez.
1: Understood. Well, I don't know. Maybe his last name was, you know, Fezitor or something. Right, well,
2: I see what you're saying. Like, Gio is short for G and I. Right.
1: That's, that's Nick, his parents didn't name him, oh, little baby Gio. Right. Although Geo is a name for some, not for it him. Is.
2: And good news, we were in a uh, merchandise meeting, Jerry. We'll be having a uh, warm-up show merchandise as soon as is we this can think true? Of, As soon If we can think of something that would be fun on a t-shirt or Anything. a coffee mug, then we well, we got to come up with something fun. Uh, then we can sell it.
1: Well, why? How about the the graphic, the logo we have that's on the website to start? Yeah, like why don't we do that?
2: Actually, a listener had DM'd me. He he had coffee mugs made of that, and he's sending them to the station. Oh, is that true? Yeah, for one for me, one for you. The warm up show coffee mugs, that and then would, he'll be sued. And then we will sue his ass, Jerry.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to sue him. I'm oh, going to get my
2: coffee su- out of it as every morning. Soon as I get, Jerry, as soon as I get that coffee mug and I have a return address, I'm going to sue
1: his ass. <laughs> I do like the idea, though, of my sayings on a mug. I think that's fun. Yes, your sayings on a mug would be nice. I'm like, going to send them to Jess today.
2: Like more, Like they'd be great for a morning coffee, right? You get a saying about how life is short and you're going to die soon. Or something like that. Well, something like that. How about just a coffee mug? You, sir, die. That could be one. I don't know if that works. That
1: doesn't work for me. That's not exactly... the little much for first thing in the morning. I don't don't even remember how that one came up. But no, I I would say I have other ones that I wanted to put in the calendar that I didn't do because life took over at the end of last year, as you know. So I can give those to Jess.
2: I might just do uh, like a boring mug, boring hat, that sort of thing. That's uh, all. Th- th- start a boring brand, but we got to do something for the warm-up show, Jerry. The demand is the amount, Jerry. If I had a nickel for every time someone said, "Can I buy warm-up show?" You would have a quarter. I might How about quarter good morning
1: hour. campers on a mug? Well, that's what I good said, morning campers. Yeah. I think part of what we have on the website, I think, is that with a photo. I think it's they're you know, like little cartoons of. I think it's great. Yeah, the cartoons. We'll yeah, do why that. not? Let's go.
2: And uh, I've given you many examples, Jerry, in the past of uh, why uh, I chose not to have children. I was always afraid. Never found a woman that wanted to have children with you. Well, other than that's part of it. Small obstacle, Jerry. Other than that <laughs> one little obstacle, there was always a fear that uh, no matter how good of a parent you are, uh, that your kid could turn out wrong. Here's your the thing about you could
1: be could become Jeffrey Jeffrey
2: Dahmer has parents. I Jerry. would
1: bet. My life savings, which ain't that much right now, yeah, on the fact that had you met Gina 25 years ago, okay, you would have three children oh and a house in the suburbs. I'd be, I in would a panic. bet everything on that. You would have it, little Al and Gina's running around, but you met her a lot later in life. I would be in full panic mode if I had three no, you kids. would. Well, I be, would. I'm telling you. you, first this. of all, there are a big one. Do you not think suck. I wasn't? No, I do think you were in panic mode. You think Sal is not in panic mode right now with his wife about to have a baby in five weeks? So why do it is my question. Because it actually happens to be an absolute blast. Hmm. And I, you know, this is very cliche, but it also happens to be incredibly true. I have no idea what life would have been like without my two boys. But, I mean, it is so much fun, it's, it's nuts. Now, I'll I get it if you have a bad kid. I don't have a bad kid. You'd have a lot so more money in the that. bank, Jerry, uh, than I tell you that. Let me tell you. <laughs> <some> <laughs> you have some cash. <are> not kidding. <laughs> and it's also a
3: biological imperative. We are programmed to procreate. Right. It's
2: Eddie our, and I are fighting that. We are well, you have fought nature. the good
1: fight and you've won. Correct. At this point.
2: But who's going to take care of me when I can no longer? No, you're
3: going to die lonely. <laughs> You'll die alone. Yeah. They'll find your body in a, you know, a
1: month later. Right. <laughs> I mean, not to be, you know, with a greyhound glim, sniffing but, it. Gr- whimsy will have eaten you. Oh god. <laughs> That's a horrible thought. Do not eat me if I die, Whimsy girl. I mean, I would say I would hope, mm-hmm. I would hope that your nieces and nephews still care about you enough because you're right. Otherwise, you are going to you're <laughs> yeah. going to end up alone in your underwear watching some murder documentary as you take your last breath.
2: I've got an eleven-year, uh, eleven-year-old nephew that uh, I'm counting on, and I'm gonna start. Telling him that the others are too old by now, so I'm gonna. I'm counting on him. I'll tell him. Listen, I'll slide you a little cash. <laughs> we'll take care of your uncle Al. That's Just all. Just check in every once in a while, and if I don't answer, send the police over for a welfare check.
1: Just keep eating your salmon and keep your walks, and you'll live a nice long life to a hundred. I promise. Right, but you,
2: as you said, Jerry, I've, I've I've mentioned that I'm afraid to have children. Well, another example has popped up in the newspaper of all things, and it's not something that was uncovered. Uh, A child of a prominent person went to the newspaper to tell them about her love of threesomes. I just sent you this email. And this is, I saw it. This is Rudy Giuliani's daughter, Caroline.
1: Well. Imagine you're Rudy Giuliani. but Your
2: daughter's in the paper telling you how awesome threesomes are. Now. Holy mackerel. Hold on
1: a second. Are you saying they're not? I don't know. What do you think? I can't think? handle one person what at do a time. You, but hold on, if I now the <laughs> idea that it's in the newspaper, all right, a yeah. little bit much. But my goodness, if I asked you, yeah, pretty cool or just horrible, which one would you pick?
2: For me, I'm going just horrible. Oh, I don't shut need up. Another
1: third person running around, Eddie. Which would you choose? I'm sorry, I was editing. Can you please repeat the question? Oh boy! All right, in the New York Post there's an article about Rudy Giuliani's daughter who told Vanity Fair about her love of threesomes. And Ed, and Al is saying that's another reason not to have kids because it embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. It's embarrassing. But my point is, uh, fair enough, it's a little embarrassing, but at the end of the day, pretty cool. It is cool. A, and, and by the way, good for her. That's
3: awesome. He yeah. says it's awful. No, 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 no. Good for you. With sexual I, for you. proclivities
2: in this day and age. Go for it. Yes. Imagine like Rudy Giuliani. You know he's an old fella now. I'm not sure he's got all. He's the off Swiss. the rails right now. Yeah, he's off the <laughs> rails. So, but so someone has to, you know, brief him about things in the press. They got to be like, uh, uh, Rudy, your daughter Caroline. Yes, is she on the phone for me? No, no, no. <laughs> She's in the New York Post uh, for a Vanity Fair article in which she said she loves threesomes. And you got to see some of the lines oh, in the article. <laughs> yeah, she joined some website evidently where you where you can meet couples if you're interested
1: in being a third person in a couple. Great. Good for, I say, this is the good for you segment. Good for, good for her. For if she likes that, I'm not going to criticize that. Hell, if I was single, I'd be joining too. <laughs> You'd be in that as well. Hi, I'm would, Jerry. Why not? Like, if I was single at this yeah. stage of my life, yes. I'm 46. If, I, if my wife left me, why wouldn't you have fun like that?
2: Right. Well, no interest. Feelings
1: get hurt, Jerry. Feelings. No, Mm. I can't. I I can't handle one woman at a time. You don't. You do not give yourself enough credit. Uh, You don't. With almost everything in life, it's weird how you like the credit and you want the spotlight shined on you, but when there's time to actually shine it on you for, you know, self confidence and different types of things. You confuse me because you don't give yourself enough credit. All right. Maybe that's part of my charm. I will go back to the day when we expanded this to an hour. Yes. And you were like, how are we feeling? I'm like, just trust yourself. You're fine. And then when it was going to be five hours, you were in full panic mode. I You're was like, I've done this in before. Full panic mode. We're fine. And how did it go both times? Well, Jerry. Not well. Very well. Very well. I'm sorry. Very well. And in a case like this, I think you'd be a stallion.
2: Jerry, I want to check in with two people on Twitter. Richie Collins says, don't worry, Jerry. Dan from Carteret will take
1: care of Al. I'm sure he will. Dan in from old Carteret age. loves Al. Dan
2: Carteret's got a terrible diet. He's going to go before I, me I would for be great sure. say,
1: I think you're going to 100. I would be concerned about Dan.
2: And Coco Haters on Twitter, who we've heard from Coco before, Hater. <laughs> has an idea for um, warm-up show uh, merchandise. Okay. He wants a uh, wuss hat. Well, wuss for standing this. for warm-up show. Wuss, come on! I'm not wearing a hat that says wuss. You, Jerry? No, me neither. But
1: wouldn't wuss be spelled w u s s? Yeah, he's spelling it W-U-S. So this cuts off an s. Yeah, it it's cuts not off an quite s. Quite the same thing. I wuss. would. Here's how I would wear it: if you put a period in between the letters.
2: Okay, that's okay. All right, wearing for that then. We'll take wuss hats.
1: But the, I don't know. What's that going to look like though? Stupid. Like a wuss hat. <laughs> I get that, Eddie. It doesn't excite me though. Like. <laughs> The one hat we saw yesterday, which I could see on your head immediately, yes, that FAA, that's that's right up your alley. WFA
2: I, and baseball cap distressed, as they looks say, looks awesome. I thought yeah, that was,
1: but, I thought that was actually the best product we saw. I thought it was really cool, and I think it'll be a big big seller because I would I would jump on.
2: Can I walk around with a WFA and hat on, or is that weird?
1: Well, why not? You walk around Bradley Beach in an Al Dukes jersey. Point. Good point. Hey, look at me. <laughs> that's fair. So yes, I think you could absolutely. Do you walk around with the Boomer and Geo shirt? I do.
2: Um, I walked around with the no. Boomerang
1: Carton shirt back in the day.
2: Yeah, I do not do that. You do not do that. No, because it feels weird. Why? Because it's, it's I work there.
3: Okay. And he doesn't want the attention. Yeah, I'm not looking for. Attention. <laughs> He'll just tweet Actually, out, "Hey, I'm going to be at the
2: Stone Pony." <laughs> There's a great men's store in. I think they're in. Uh, uh, they're they're up in like uh, over by the Short Hills Mall. Yeah. Uh, they're called 580 South. They're in Livingston. Okay. Uh, and they have t-shirts and hats that say local celebrity.
1: <laughs> okay. Hello. That'd be perfect for me. Oh, so did you buy them or no?
2: No, I just saw them online. I was like, Oh, I, I thought need you had one been there before. No, I have been there, but I saw them on- How many did on, you buy? The full uh, outfit? Uh, I was hoping they would just send me one because I wrote back to them. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. What do you mean you wrote back to them? On uh, Instagram. Boy.
1: I Instagram people. This, I got to get in on this Instagram thing.
2: David Dobratz wants to know if I'd rather die naturally or be murdered so I could be on Unsolved no, Mysteries God. to continue my legacy. Oh. <laughs> I would, David, I would like to go missing. <laughs> what is crazy
1: about that is I think you'd actually think about the answer. Yeah,
3: and it has to be like Unsolved or unsolved, like a hundred yeah. years later, we're still looking for Aldug's killer.
2: If you have
1: in, any information...
2: On the missing former radio producer, call Unsolved Mysteries. By the way, the you just gave the, uh,
3: the Bradley Beach uh, serial killer a great idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a Long Island serial
1: killer. There's not a Bradley Beach serial Le- And killer. let's hope it stays Yet. that way. Gosh. All right, 518, just getting started. Friday morning on The Fan in New York City. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. Don't go away. Al and Jerry, less talk, more rock. All right, 25 after five. Knicks won last night. They go into the All-Star break. A game over 500. Pretty tough stretch coming out of it, and the Rangers just clobbered the Devils, and the Islanders won last night as well. What else there, Albert?
2: I see that Kevin Durant uh, is, you know, he's one of these, uh, what do you call him? the team captain for the All-Star game, Jerry? Yes, correct. That he picked uh, Kyrie
1: and... uh, James Harden. He did, yeah. Shocker. What was interesting about the two teams is they really stayed conference to conference for the most part, if you look at the rosters, which I thought was interesting. And you know what was funny, too? I'll play this, Eddie, if the fader's up. So, LeBron, I'll just play LeBron, because we've talked about the Jazz. Remember we were talking about them being disrespected by the officials the other night? Remember that or no? Yes, I do. So, in the all-star selection, Donovan Mitchell is, I mean, if he's not a top five or six player in the NBA. I don't know who is. I mean, he's that good. And Gobert's really good. They were the last two players taken by uh, LeBron and by KD. And so Charles Barkley basically brings up the fact that you've slandered the Jazz. Like, how do you guys do this? This was LeBron's explanation, which kind of goes to the point that, yeah, Utah gets disrespected a lot.
0: There's no slander. There's no slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand. You guys got to understand. Just like in video games growing up, We never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton was, we would have never picked those guys in video games.
1: Never. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I I know it's goofy. But my God, it's almost like the Jazz are playing in Siberia. Yeah, I guess uh, Utah is a weird uh, state. But what does that have to do with the players playing in the NBA there?
2: I don't know. Like I, I know what he's saying with the video games. Like I would never
1: pick the Utah Jazz either or the Denver like Stock- Nuggets. Yeah, I know that. But Stockton and Malone, I feel like were a legendary one-two punch. I, yeah, yeah, you know. I don't yeah, know.
2: you know what? It, NBA Jam. Did you ever play M- NBA Jam? Mm. Where it was it was like a two-player team. I don't. Think and so. it was it was in the video. Uh, I think they had, they had it for home video also, but it was in the video arcade you could play nba jam it was this very cartoonish version of two-on-two basketball and it was the two top stars of each team right
1: and they would that would have been a great combo for those two yeah stockton and malone i stockton mean stockton alone slam dunk like when i think about basketball back then i yeah i think of them but apparently these guys didn't <laughs> they did they're like utah dumb not
2: recalling that being are the they team. even in the united states now, Durant had to pick Kyrie and Harden, or they would have be been angry with him, it would have ruined wow. the team chemistry for the rest of the season with the no, Brooklyn Nets.
1: If LeBron took Harden with, the second over, with, the, with his second pick, what are you going to do? Oh, right. I see what you're saying. That's all. I don't know. I'm Maybe not they sure had exactly a deal. when he took Harden. I don't know. Maybe there was a deal, Jerry. There might have
2: been a deal. Side deal. Could have been a you deal. Don't, you don't take my guys. I don't take your guys.
1: I did like that Durant took Julius Randle, so the Nets and Knicks will get together oh. in Atlanta. They'll be on the same team, you're saying, Jerry? They will be on the same team. And Obi Toppin is doing the slam dunk contest. Obi Toppin. There's only like three dudes in it, though, right? That's what Sal said, yes. Yeah. I did not pay much attention to the slam dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, I believe Sal. Yeah, no, so do why. I. <laughs> I don't think he was making it up. <laughs> Let's do
2: three quick hockey stories that have nothing really to do with hockey. Oh, right then. All right, because if they did had to do a real hockey, I would never bring them up. You'd be out. I'd be out. But uh, Alex Ovechkin has been fined $5,000 for spearing his opponent, Trent Fredericks, in the groin with a hockey stick on Wednesday night. That
1: seems like that sucks.
2: Did you happen to see the video of I this? I did not. Did you? I did. They were going at it, I guess, all night, uh, trash-talking each other, push-and-shoving, that sort of thing, and then uh, this Trent Fredericks got in uh, Ovechkin's face, da da
1: and Ovechkin just took the hockey stick. And just popped him. <laughs> Ow! There are a lot of... Crazy things! I, that I just happen. hurt
2: myself for real. What did you do? I tried to make the motion of the hockey stick shooting up to the testicles, and I hit my hand on my table.
3: Oh,
1: well, and at it least it wasn't the other. I, I actually thought you punched yourself in the testicles.
2: Wow, I really hurt my thumb.
1: Damn what it. are you made of? Peanut you,
2: brittle? Do
3: you,
1: Peanut brittle, Jerry? Do you need us
3: to call an ambulance <laughs> I'm
1: going to die here alone. <laughs> Well, no, you're on the air, so if there's a problem, oh. we can get help for you. Right.
2: Help me, please. Help me, help me. So uh, <laughs> if you're curious about spearing somebody in the groin, of five grand. Probably was worth it to him. Ovechkin makes a ton of money, yes, right? Yes,
1: he does. Five grand he, is like you taking out a nickel. It looked like he really got it out of
2: his system. Like, this guy's been busting my chops all game. I could punch him in the face, but what would really that be great? That does suck, though. I'd actually He's rather be just, punched in the face than
1: that. It was like an old school wrestling move. He he put the stick between yeah. his legs and just boom straight up. How long do you think he's hurting for though? Seriously, cuz I told you but when it, I got hit with the baseball last summer, it was 3 days I was not right.
2: I actually couldn't tell whether like if he was wearing a cup, maybe it didn't even hurt. He just It still hurt. He just though. went down for Have you ever
1: been hit there with a cup on? Yeah, uh, no. It definitely I'm not saying it doesn't protect you. 100% it does. But it, you still feel it though. Right, it's still an impact. Yes. And if it's still connects the right way or moves the right way, it still hurts like hell. Yeah. Just not as bad.
2: All right. My second non-hockey hockey story of the day is the Pittsburgh Penguins are in trouble. Uh, oh, they, I saw this. They tweeted out a, a photo of uh, the stands the other day when they uh, had uh, had fans there. And uh, in order to put it out on Twitter, they, they looked around and saw some of the fans weren't wearing masks, so they photoshopped some masks on them.
1: And tweeted it out. I people guess my question would wrong. be, well, for, well I, don't, I actually don't know what's so wrong about it. Is
2: that wrong?
1: Um, I guess because they were showing that people were in
2: masks when, in fact, they weren't. But
1: why But why would you not just put the photo out as is? Or the I guess the people would be shamed if you can find them, I guess. Yeah. Shame on you. Shame, shame, I shame. I, listen, I'm watching baseball games uh, on MLB Network, SNY, Yes, yeah. whatever, and they show the crowd Most people have the masks on. Some don't. Even the college basketball I watched over the weekend. Same deal. Most have them on. Some don't. I mean, I think it is what it is. There's no need to do that. Imagine if you were shamed, like in in by your neighbors
2: because they saw you at a penguins game with no mask on? Oh
1: let me ask you this. Shame on would you, you, Jerry Recco. Would you rather oh I feel like a, a six year old. Would you Ooh, rather would you rather new segment on the warm up show. We call it Would, would You Rather. De- 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 would you rather have your right. photo without a mask on mm-hmm. be put in the newspaper and then you're shamed for it? Okay. Or would you rather someone take a quote from you you didn't realize you were quoted and you were put in a newspaper article about your love of some sexual act. that's nothing. W- and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's just something you like that, that embarrasses you that people found out, whether it's a threesome, whether it's something weird you like to do. Nothing wrong with it. All good.
2: My love of feet.
1: <laughs> um, I would say... <laughs> so which would you rather?
2: I would say I'd rather be photographed with no mask on because I could fight that fight.
1: But there's no fight to fight with your sexual I know, but I'd get enjoyment. a lot of, like,
2: my Twitter would just be nonstop about oh, for a love day. Of feet or something. Again, for with the feet, day. you really like these feet, huh? I don't like feet. I just know that that's what's one of the top fetishes. Maybe
1: you like giving thigh massages. Right. Whatever it is. <laughs> that's better than feet, no? No, yeah. Uh, thigh massage? Yeah, definitely. Erotic
2: back massage. Ooh, erotic back massages. Yes, that would be also better than feet. I'm not a fan of feet.
1: No, who is? Feet I, are disgusting. Aside from Rex,
2: I don't get that. Men love feet.
1: I don't. I think f- nasty.
2: All you got to do is look at any woman who posts a photo like at the beach or something and then look at the comments underneath. It's all like, can you get a close-up of your feet? Would you mind sending a close-up of your feet? Uh, would you mind Instagramming Where that? are you
1: seeing these comments?
2: Just go on any picture. What? If you if you just happen to when you're scrolling social media, if yeah. you see a woman who's barefoot. It's just click and look at the mentions. I guarantee there's people asking for close ups of the feet.
1: I don't think I can't remember the last time I saw a picture of a woman that was barefoot on social media. But I don't scroll. Well, I guess
2: I guess you're not following what I'm following. Clearly not. My Bare... love of feet. <laughs> An account called Barefoot Women of Instagram. <laughs> Are you really?
1: No. Oh. Why? Like it's so shocking.
2: <laughs> but like feet are dirty, feet are filthy, feet are little piglet things. Like it's mm. disgusting. Yeah, I'm not I, interested. in I feet.
1: agree. I mean, I'm not either.
2: Of all the body parts, I'm attracted to feet. Would be the one of the bottom ones.
1: <laughs> not
2: interested. And my final Jerry, third story. Jerry, you, if you know that's only true. Hear
1: Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Al. Your third story. How dare you! <laughs> my my final
2: hockey non-hockey story uh, involves a former hockey player uh, Sean Avery. Now,
1: what is he doing? Is he still picking fights and punching people out on the side of the road? Yes,
2: but he's now uh, bi-coastal with it, Jerry. We we so we used to watch his Instagram in New York City, where he would uh, pick fights with people who would park in the bike lane. Who would uh, stop to make deliveries in the bike lane? He he was the bike lane cop. Yes, self appointed. Uh, but now in Los Angeles, you have to. It's too cold here. Uh, yes. Well, now in Los Angeles, he's uh, got into a fight, uh, breaking a man's car mirror after mm. a they had a heated dispute. Uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, when Sean Avery felt the man was blocking the road. So then the guy says uh, Sean Avery was uh, jogging, and saw the man in the car again. But he this time he was not blocking anything. He just happened to see the guy, and uh, started a fight with him. And the guy, you know, rolled up his window so there wasn't trouble. And then Sean Avery just ripped his uh, rear his side view mirror off. Wow, he seems like a little bit of a loose cannon, would you say? A little bit of a loose cannon, and I tend to believe the guy because. He said in the first encounter he had quotes of what Sean Avery said to him, and it was like the same thing Sean Avery
1: would yeah. yell at the well, people in the bike lanes here in New York When you put City. this stuff on video and there's a log of what you're saying and doing, yeah, it's not much, really hard to defend yourself, isn't it? It is. So I you would go, think... That's,
2: that really goes against my character.
1: I think he'll be sued. Nice. Right? I mean, you can't cash. rip a guy's mirror off. I... No, you cannot. I mean, I'm yes. He's got. I think he's, he's got, got a cash. big modeling career now. I think. Oh right. I don't rem- I'm not. Plus, 100% he probably made sure. good money of, uh, mm, Yeah, no? he, but he wasn't a star. Like he didn't make star player money, but I'm sure he made a lot. Let's see, yeah. Sean Avery. And his wife career. is a model. Oh, another one. As well. Did. So he's doing dual quite income. Well so it says, let's see here. She's a foot model. Is she really? No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. Let me, me see her feet. Jerry, t- tweet out a picture of your feet. No, no, I don't even want to see that. Are you out of your mind? Ugh, my wife's feet are fine. Mine are not. Mine are horrendous. Uh, Sean Avery made, let's see here. Well, you know what? Sean Avery made a lot more than I thought. He made over $20 million in his career. His last year, he made four, his last two, three. So over his last four years of his career, he made $16 million. Nice. So, yeah, he's doing okay. All right, we're going to take a break. 25 in front of 6 o'clock. Boomer and Gio at the top. We have a lot more to do on the warm-up show, so don't go away here on The Fan. Al and Jerry, number one with Meatheads in the gym. Yeah, yeah. 542. Great to have you with us. Real quick before we get back to the sports of sorts, I suppose. Any interest? Because I cannot wait. Any interest in coming to America 2 today that releases on Amazon Prime? I have no interest. None, huh? Are you an Eddie I'd, Murphy fan or no? Uh not oh, particularly. See, I, I love Eddie Murphy. I actually like the movie, so I cannot wait for that. And I, for me, there's not many movies that I look forward to. This is one.
2: Uh, where is that? Where can we watch that?
1: Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It was supposed Prime. to go to the theaters, but they decided rather than hold it, I guess they wanted to... I heard the Arsenio Hall interview on Stern. Yes, very good interview. It was. He said in that that I guess the production company had to make a decision hold it until 2022 or possibly 2023 which i don't understand or just release it now that it's ready on amazon prime and they figured let's do it now because there might be references that don't make sense in two years right so
2: all right so you'll be watching that this evening i can't wait
1: yeah i can't uh, well i'm gonna be in minneapolis this evening so over the weekend yes rutgers is at minnesota tomorrow nice so we have that trip
2: did you check the weather forecast there is it supposed to be 50 and sunny tomorrow 50 and sunny yes all right. How about that? Jerry, let's do a little sports media news. Yeah, Sports please. media let's do news. That. Yes. So first, let's keep it in-house. Carton and Roberts announced yesterday they're going to be simulcast on SNY. That didn't take too long, did it? For two of their five hours. Yep.
1: Two very so important
2: hours. The Two very important hours from 4 to 6 p.m. starting in May. They're going to be on SNY uh, preceding the Mets, uh, Mets coverage. Right. SNY Mets coverage. Yeah. So that's good for them. Oh, good for you. Right. Uh, then we got uh, Skip Bayless. This is another one. You know how I always yell about, like, I don't know how teams I don't this one. Afford, oh, okay. afford money and this sort of thing. Skip Bayless signed a $32 million deal with Fox yeah. after ESPN evidently offered him $30 million to get back with Stephen A. Smith. Didn't ESPN just fire like 9,000 people this and then they is, got $30 million for Skip Bayless?
1: And this is what annoys people about ESPN now. They've let go yeah. of a lot of good people and they are paying their top talent, not good money, ridiculous money. And yet we keep firing people left and right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't understand that. And, you know, this is the I thing like too. It. We can sit here and, and and this was kind of my point on Twitter yesterday. I, like, I don't understand it. I really don't. We can sit here and mock Skip Bayless all we want for the ridiculous crap he puts out there. And he does. If you Google his name, you will find former athletes, former media people that he feels or they feel have been slandered by him. He just puts stuff out there that's not true to get reaction. And he's rewarded for it. So really, we're the fools, not him. $32 million, Al. $32 Thirty-two million dollars. You realize some of the crap he has said that has been just not only inaccurate, but just flat out wrong. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just say what you want. Yeah. It really get is incredible. Some Thirty-two million dollars. Yeah. It's and but, th- but this is the part that I don't get. Was it Andrew Marshand or I forget one of the it was one of the media guys that put out the amount of viewers their show has. They compared it to, what's the name of the show, Rosali, and uh, it's on TNT. I forget the one. With um, with Jason Seahorns, uh, with Angie Harmon.
2: Oh my goodness. I don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know. It's because it's a cable TV detective show that hasn't been on the air in three years. I think 2016 was its last year of, of episodes. So it showed that the latest show that Bayless and, who is it? Who's he doing it with? I don't watch it. Um, Skip Bayless? Yeah. Who's he doing I with? No, no idea. Anyhow. His last show drew 200,000 viewers. Yeah, so The show on TNT that I'm talking about, a rerun, did 380,000 viewers. Yeah. I don't don't get it.
2: I don't get it either.
1: Like, how is that? I'm not being a jerk. I'm being serious. And maybe clearly we're missing something. Maybe they are wildly popular on the internet and on social media. If they are, hey, good for you, as you would say. How is that job worth more than like hundred grand a year? I don't know. Let alone $8 million to do what? I don't what? know. I don't understand.
2: Whoever is, that, if a, is there someone there, Jerry, screening, that could screen a call? Is Eddie there? Is there somebody else uh, he there? Is not. He is not. Is anyone he, he there? He literally no just walked
1: out with the log. Oh, right. No, there's no one there.
2: I got a guy calling in who um, has something interesting, and I asked him to call about. So if uh, okay. you see somebody wandering there, it's a 401 area code, Jerry. Oh, 401? Yeah, unless you could see oh, you can't see the calls ringing in. I cannot. All right. Um and a Chicago sports anchor, a local fella, has been uh his name is Mark Gian Greco.
1: Ooh. Gian Greco. Oh please, that's a little close to my name. Okay. Jerry Greco? No, you said Greco. Uh
2: he he's probably done at the ABC TV affiliate. He's What'd been he do? there since he's been there since nineteen ninety four, a long time. He is the highest paid local sportscaster in America.
1: He's the, he was, I'm sorry, I was telling Eddie to take the call. He's the highest yeah. paid sports anchor in America, you said? Yes. I thought that have, was Warner Wolf.
2: And have Eddie tell me when he's ready cuz it's yes. this call is not for you, Jerry. Um he's the hi, yeah, he's the high, currently highest paid sports anchor in America. All right, so what do you do? He's been with ABC Chicago for since 94. He was showing a video of a hockey player Uh, knocking down drywall in a house by blasting pucks at it. Okay, that's cool. So he said, oh, this could be a new do-it-yourself show, uh, a DIY show on one of those uh, home improvement channels. He said Cheryl, who's his news partner, he said Cheryl can play the ditzy combative interior decorator. Oh, boy. And he's probably going to be fired. Okey-doke. For... For calling her the Ditzy Combative Interior Decorator.
1: 877 We got a call on the line. Let's I got a call, call. In for Al Dukes.
2: Yes. Now this fella's Sorry, name This fella's name is Don. And what Don has done, Jerry, is over a period of time, he can tell us how long, he has documented all of the middle names you have given me. You're kidding me. And he can tell you which are the most frequent middle names you have used when introducing Hainsworth. me at the, top, at the top of the show. You introduced me as Al- Albert something Dukes. Yes. And Don here has been keeping track of all of those names. How long How long have you been doing this, Don?
0: Uh, about mid-October. Now, it first started <laughs> with Hainsworth. Uh, I wake up every morning and the first thing I, I jot down the middle name that, that Jerry gives you. <laughs> I've got a lot of names here. I've got 50. I'm not going to go over everything, wow. of them, but I'm going to give you the highlight.
1: Can I guess what my most popular one is?
0: Oh, you're ruining my bit. Oh.
1: He's doing a bit, yes. Jerry. We're doing a yes, bit. You
0: can, you can. It's a bit. It's, uh, y- yes. Go ahead, Jerry.
1: I want to know if Jackson is my...
0: Albert Jackson Dukes is the number one. Uh, middle name that you give him twenty percent of the time. You wow. give him Jackson Dukes. <laughs> okay. Can I guess um, one? Where does
2: Stanley come in?
0: Stanley was number four. Mm. Uh, Stanley Dukes, Al Stanley Dukes, the number four in the top ten. <laughs> nice. But I don't know how long I'm going to be on, but I want to give you just sort of the highlights and some weird ones. <laughs> well,
1: since it's time. about Al, you have until 6 o'clock. Yeah, well, take your time. <laughs> Space it uh, out. So, Stretch.
0: So the top 10 middle names. and uh, This is a real list, but it wasn't, I wouldn't be holding it in my hands. Cool, so true. top 10, Albert. Albert slash Hughes came in at number 10. Bradley, number 9. Jonathan, John, Jack, and James, 8, 7, 6, and 5. How about that? How about that? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> How about that? Uh, Henry. Uh, Stanley was four. You got that one. Henry was number three. Albert Hal Dukes <laughs> came in at number two.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: yeah, that's a strange one. Now, Al yeah. Hal. Um, when Jerry isn't out for weeks at a time during Lectures games. I, uh, I It's frustrating because I don't get any middle names. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting middle names that you've given Al of, of the period is Al, Aloysius, Dukes. I don't know where that one came from.
1: I don't from. even remember ever using that one. Oh, yeah, you Aloysius, definitely used that it one.
0: one of the, it was one of the original. I think that's the reason why I started writing it down. Okay. Um, Olivier, you did most recently. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Al, Olivier, Dukes. Neither do I. <laughs> um Al Rodrigo, <laughs>
2: I like that one. Uh,
0: um, and then you came in with Butchie, Tony, Leonard, and the one that started this all was really Hamesworth. Yes, yeah. Um, and yep. then I'm gonna. And then so, do you know what Al's real middle name is, Jerry?
1: Oh, absolutely, Lewis.
0: That's not true. Nope, not true.
1: Um, not but true.
0: Actually, Lewis Louis. How about one. Dick? So, Dick, you've not mentioned yet. No, Albert Dick Dukes, you have not mentioned Both. that one yet. You don't know Al's middle name. I actually I, don't. I do. It's Albert Michael Dukes. You Thank you. They've never said that. That's
1: very common. I don't think that's true. Well, that is my name, I'm Albert Michael Dukes. Is it really? That's right. That's yeah, right. So you oh, Time out. Hold on a second here. Yes. So you work with a guy who got fired by Al Michaels, and your name is Al Michael <laughs> Al Michael Dukes. You gotta be kidding me.
2: That's right, Jerry.
1: That's weird. All right. Hey, we appreciate the call. Thank I you, said Don. you'd go to six o'clock, but Don, we do gotta right, go. Right. We gotta take a break. Goddamn break. life. No, no, no. That was Eddie. <laughs> call again anytime. I'd like to hear from you. We're gonna take a quick break on the, a s- <laughs> on the other side. Goddamn life. On the other side. That could go on a mug. Um, we will wrap things up and we'll get you to Boomer in Geo. Top of the hour here on the fan. Right now, radio.com Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on Big Ben. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back. Knicks won last night. Get to the all-star break above 500. Rangers clocked the Devils. Islanders win as well. What else you got, Al?
2: Jerry Baker Mayfield and his wife are almost 100% sure they saw a UFO in the skies near Lake Travis, which is near Austin, Texas. Well, they did because
1: they couldn't identify what they saw. Correct. Doesn't mean it was aliens.
2: Could mean it was aliens, though. Could mean it was it was Martians. Or like at what point are we going to say that
1: they need to actually come see us before we know they're out there?
2: That that will the, the
1: yeah we need to see them.
2: Show your faces to us, space aliens. I don't want them to
1: show. I, I, what I, if, I hope they're not around. Actually, what if
2: they show up with really cool technology?
1: Um, are they I'd gonna be interested? Are they gonna take our souls first?
2: No, they don't. They don't want your soul, but they're just gonna be like. This is pretty cool. See, phone. I think
1: it's going to be like Independence Day. People like Eddie are going to go to the top of a building and welcome them and they're going to be <laughs> swallowed up and eaten. That's what I think is going to happen. I'm out.
2: You don't think they're just going to come down and be like, listen.
1: <laughs> we know no, you I don't.
2: We know you people are addicted to your phones. This is a really cool.
1: <laughs> here's right. a really cool version of it. They're going to give us a new app. We're going to put the yeah. app on and it's going to zap our eyeballs. Oh,
2: like a Martian's going to be like, just download, just go to the app store, download this app. And then when I do, it shoots a laser into my head.
1: That's no good, man. And the, uh-uh. only,
2: and the only people that survive the Martian attack are those that are not addicted to their phones. I might be okay then. <sighs> Me too. Oh, Eddie
1: That's will survive. That's a very good point. Al, it's been nice knowing you. I'll be like, what is this app now? You
0: get- Every weekday, start your morning with Al and Jerry in the warm-up show at 5 a.m.